0: The Hypnotic Hiker presents Hypnotic Trip, a virtual mind trip experience, a series of guided journeys that take you back to your true self. In these episodes, you'll discover the power of your subconscious mind and how to easily change any old outdated programs from birth that have kept you stuck. You'll enjoy some virtual hikes, plus I'll share the divine interventions that I've encountered on my hikes and how I put those into my spiritual practice. You'll learn walking meditation and self-hypnosis. By the way, I've been a clinical hypnotist in Dallas since 2002. In addition, we'll explore the importance of staying connected to that wild child within you and in touch with your primitive instincts. We'll talk about how the modern world has tried to change us into the cogs of a machine, I'll dive into mass hypnosis and the concept of transhumanism. We will even explore regenerative ranching and agriculture via a virtual tour of my homestead that is based loosely on the concept of permaculture. But the most important discovery you'll have is how to lose that shadow self and to love yourself again, to stand on your own two feet and think from your heart-mind and speak with your true voice. You'll gain the freedom to be your absolute best self. I'm Valerie, the hypnotic hiker. So are you ready for a new relationship with you? We can do that. And it begins in nature. Come along with me now on your first hypnotic trip. Welcome to episode 18. If you're listening to this first thing in the morning, perhaps you notice the sunrise if not perhaps you can recall one of those sunrises that really took your breath away our guest today remembers very well a transformational sunrise and it wasn't in a national park it was out of one of the windows of her home in dallas she's with me today to share with you the power of seeing things in a new way peggy pepper is the creator of positive on purpose peggy welcome to nature the drug of choice
1: absolutely so happy to be here
0: and i want to give you an opportunity because we've kind of um teased them to tell us about this sunrise and i will post a picture of that in the show notes um but tell us about this transformational sunrise you know when it happened and and what it meant for you and then we'll get more into what it means um to be the creator of positive on purpose
1: oh yay well you know i i think transformation often comes when we least expect it and that was certainly the case for me i had been on a long business trip and was uh, i purposely had a day that was not full of anything except my ability to sleep and wash clothes and just regroup from this really grueling trip. And so that morning I woke up and if any if anyone has ever stayed in a hotel, no matter how hotsy-totsy or not it was, it seems like the curtains in a hotel never quite come together in the middle. They don't. And They just don't. What happens is you are trying to sleep and the sun comes up. And, of course, it's the brightest day ever on the day you really want to sleep. And this laser beam of light is between the draperies. And so I woke up, actually, woke up to this laser beam in my face. And I I was actually really mad because I was also really tired and I just wanted Mm -hmm. to sleep. So I got up to yank the draperies together. And what I saw out that laser beam was the most magnificent sunrise I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was oranges and yellows and greens, and it looked like it was just morphing right in front of my face. And I I was so taken, I was so taken with the fact that first I was irritated and angry. And then I was just overcome with this feeling of incredible reverence that I got to experience this. It shifted everything for me. And I ran and got a camera, my my iPhone, and I took a picture and I kept taking pictures and kept taking pictures of this sunrise. And what happened was it turned into my getting up earlier than usual for 400 more mornings in a row and I took photographs after I probably took about 1500 photographs of sunrises because of that one morning and those sunrises turned into a book called Rise and from there I decided that it would be a great idea to be a one-man band, and helping people rise in their own lives. And so that was um, the whole positivity. My whole positivity platform started as a result of that sunrise and all those subsequent sunrises.
0: I've known you for a long time, and I did not know that. I didn't realize that's where it started.
1: It all started. I now have it started with me being irritated, running to the curtains in my t-shirt, <laughs> grumbling and having a you know little hissy fit, and it's turned into hundreds of thousands of followers as a result. So, <laughs> so let me just
0: let me just interject that uh, Peggy is an award-winning creative catalyst and writer. She is, as you can tell, devoted to others seeing and believing the best about themselves. She's a believer in the glass being refillable. I'd love that. Um, And the creator and deep believer in the life altering results of the positive on purpose process. So I think you've just proved that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and I also know you personally, and I know that you don't like drugs, you know, recreational or even pharmaceutical. I know you believe in the power within to shift our moods and then in this case, the, you know, the power of nature to do that. Um, so would it be fair to say that that sunrise you saw, that memorable transformative day kind of had the effect of taking a drug or was it even better yeah. than that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um, you know, I, I have been known to um, consume some tequila in my day. And yeah. so, but the rest of the sort of drug world has never really appealed to me because I feel like ultimately it, may, it numbs us out to really living. And all the dimensions, like that morning, all the dimensions of that morning were vividly impressed upon me, and had I been, and so yes, it was this transformative experience that I could have never gotten any other way. I mm-hmm. think the the typical drug world and the reason we get addicted is because we're trying to run away from something instead of feeling things deeply, but I think when we have a chance to feel things deeply, it's like the Mormon town, ta- tabernacle choir is singing in our souls (laughs) and that's how it was for me so yes it it was it was nature just the overwhelming nature of nature that Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with creating more Mm -hmm. magnificent than any piece of art I have ever seen in my whole life and uh, that that is such a reminder that going out in nature and having a chance to you know go on a mountain hike and feel the air and see the sun and and watch the day evolve where i'm i'm just a lucky participant in that it's so Mm. magnificent definitely so i I know you spent some
0: time in north carolina um can you talk about some of those mountain hikes and just maybe oh, some yeah. of the lessons that
1: nature—I um, say lessons that nature taught you—but you know what I mean. That just yeah. Well, I—I'm in the in the midst. You've inspired me to write an article called "Wild Thing." I think I love you. And, <laughs> and when you, the thing that is so amazing to me about nature, when you're out in the woods, there's so much happening at once. There's so much life going on in every direction that it it makes it makes me put my own life in perspective that mm. there's so much happening that's so organic and beautiful that i had not one thing to do with so you know for those of <laughs> us <laughs> maybe a little bit on the control freak side yeah. for those of us who want to fix everything. And, you know, it's amazing to me that when we move into a house in the city, we start landscaping, yeah. we start cutting the bushes and we start putting things in pots. But <laughs> when we go out in nature, in a natural setting, it is really utter chaos. Yeah. Nature, utter chaos. Yeah, And and driving all of that chaos is this natural order of things that is so much bigger and so much more creative than, than we could ever, ever, ever come up with. And when you start to learn about ecosystems and the reasons that the leaves fall is so that buds have a place to grow when the wintertime comes and Mm -hmm. everything has a reason and everything has its own trajectory and everything has this order to it that we would have never thought of, not in a Mm. million years. Mm. So, you know, and when I see the sun, the sunlight coming through the leaves and the trees and the leaves are sort of rippling and there's that smell of, of wood that's fallen on the ground and has gotten in the dirt and has is on its way to, you know, becoming something else and will nurture plants one of these days, the whole system of it and the whole, it's there for me to enjoy and not judge and not, Want to fix it? Not want to fix it. There's <laughs> well, nothing that needs to be fixed. Well, I, I have to say,
0: I, I took nothing. a group on a hike with me, one of my hypnotic hikes. And, um, you know, one of the participants said, somebody needs to come in here and kind of move all this dead wood out. And there's some <laughs> horse poop on the trail. And they really need to clean this out. up. Wow. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be nature, right?
1: Um, um,
0: wouldn't they? <laughs> So I, I, my sister, I thought she coined this phrase because I'd never heard it before. Toxic positivity. Um, at my, at a recent personal event, a friend of mine said to me, Val, you just need to relax. You, you just need to go sit down and relax and I thought, well, thank you. well, I'll go sit down, but I'm not going to relax. I mean, the way you said it, it's just... And my sister said, wow, that's toxic positivity. Um, so I saw that um, on your website. So tell me about toxic positivity. What is that?
1: Well, it is the exact opposite of what positivity is meant to be. And that is, um, if you're familiar at all with... Um, a really tremendously motivational, uh, super bright person named Brené Brown. She came on the scene to debunk the idea that vulnerability was weak. Mm -hmm. And she turned the idea of vulnerability into what it really is, which is ultimate strength, that you have enough confidence in yourself and desire to live a life of truth that you can be vulnerable when you feel vulnerable and it really is courage. Well, in the face of positivity, positivity is a mindset and it's a mindset that has to be cultivated just like mindfulness is cultivated. Positivity has to be cultivated too because we are not naturally, the human race is not naturally wired to think positively from the get-go from when we were, uh, you know, the beginning of a human race. I would agree with that. Negative thinking is about keeping us safe and negative thinking is about keeping us out of harm's way. And, and so it serves a purpose. And one of the things that really gets me about people who are trying to propel positivity in the world is that they're telling people that they need to get rid of their negative thinking. So that that makes it toxic automatically because you're telling people not to be human. Well, that, and then the other part of the toxic positivity model is is, you're supposed to be some Susie Sunshine and just just let it go. I hate that. No, that song, that song, let it go. I can't sing, so you can tell I can't sing, but that song has been supposed downloaded more times than any song currently in history, currently. So that's been since whatever it was, 2014 when it came out. But the point is, in real positivity, is that you don't let anything go. You dive into whatever is in front of you and you say, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? If you let it go, all you're doing is putting one more thing in your boiling pot. And we all know when the pot is boiling, the lid starts to rattle and Mm -hmm. all kinds of weirdness comes out while we have this big smile on our face and we're (laughs) telling everyone else that they need to be positive or um, dealing with things by not dealing with them is, is toxic positivity. It yeah. is, yeah. you know, so that, that to me is how it's completely opposite. What I'm talking about is you look life right in the eye and you say, what do I need to learn from this? And when you learn what you need to learn, guess what? That thing doesn't need to be let go. It will just vanish in your life because you mm-hmm. dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So. That's the difference, I think,
0: so I remember reading um one of your articles about this very thing when you had a house fire, oh yeah, and you just yeah. kept that <laughs> that attitude um while you were being vulnerable and and very courageous, but you know you you kept above it all,
1: well, you and it was, talk
0: about it, that and,
1: and yeah, that? um we we bought a house in the country, sort of an escape place. It was this wonderful cabin and we added to it and we decided it would be the place where we put all of our family memorabilia and we'd go out on the weekends and we had a fire pit on the porch. And and I had all my grandmother's cookbooks because I was always too busy during the week to cook. And I was looking forward to reliving all those times with her. So all mm-hmm. our cookbooks, were there and all of our little mementos and boy scout awards and girl scout awards blah 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 they Mm -hmm. were all there we got the house finished and we planned to have a big picnic to celebrate getting the house finished and the house had been finished for about three months we had the picnic invitations out and the house got hit by lightning and burned to the ground and it burned 150 trees around the house and the only way anybody even knew the house was on fire was the forest service saw the fire from a fire tower. Wow. Otherwise that probably the whole community we lived in would burn down. So, so of course I was devastated. And part of the positivity process is to let yourself be devastated. And, you know, I, I had several, fits like a two-year-old throwing myself on the floor, having a big, you know, big cry about everything that we had lost and all the work that had gone into it. And so I acknowledged all of those really negative, hard feelings on the front end. And then this positive on purpose process is once you sort of get that out of your system, if you've ever had a big cry and you've needed to cry about something, you sort of know when you're through. And so when you know that you're through, then it's time to dive in. And so the positives that came out of that were that ordinarily I would have been there for the weekend My husband would have gone back to Dallas to work on Monday morning. I would have stayed over on Monday morning and cleaned up the house and gotten it ready for the next weekend, but my aunt had died. And so that weekend that the fire happened, we were in another city having a celebration of my aunt's life, or I could have easily been in the house, when the lightning hit our house in four places, I could have easily not gotten out of the house. Yeah. So I got to thank myself for being somewhere else honoring someone I loved. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother's cookbooks that I loved, she had all these notes in the columns and the Mm -hmm. sides that I had shared. I got to dive into the memories that were, still in my memory and in my life experience. And I made a list of all the memories Mm. that had been in the house that went up in smoke, but those memories were still very present in me. And I still have a little book of those memories. And then another question that you ask yourself when something like that happens is what do I need to do differently in the future? Well, what we needed to do differently in the future was to put lightning rods on the roof of any house we would have in East Texas in the future. (laughs) And so, I mean, heavens, Betsy, did we learn our lesson? But those those were positive action items that we took out of a really sad occasion, Mm -hmm. but our our lives i became more appreciative of the fact that i was still alive i was appreciative of the fact that you always celebrate the life of a loved one in some way and and then you know we thought we were going to save money by not doing lightning rods on the house Uh oh. <laughs> so, you know we learned that we needed to budget better if we were going to have another house in that area of Texas. Yeah. And so that's how you end up with positive going forward when something tragic Mm. happens. Mm. I remember just reading that and just saying there's no
0: way she's can be positive through this. There's just no way. There's just no way.
1: (laughs) Well I think you get to it eventually. I think one of the great lessons in life is that we live life forward, but we understand it backward. Mm. And how many times when you're in the middle of something that you think's a total shit show, that <laughs> you say, <laughs> you know, we're going to laugh about this later. And yeah. I'm, you know, I don't try to say to people, Oh, go ahead and laugh about it now. Cause there are too many hurdles to get over, you know, don't, don't laugh about it now, but know that you're going to learn the lessons that you needed to learn later. And, and, you know, instead of saying, why me pitiful me, you know, later you will say, why not me? Look what I got out of this that I would have never gotten any other way. And would I have chosen that way to get it? No. No. But that's that's what happened. That's about looking life right in the eye in real time. So that's
0: that's another way nature, right? Nature taught you that. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. Well, and here's one of the things we didn't know, and this was nature, in East Texas, one of the reasons pine trees grow and they're so green and there are these green forests is there is mercury in the soil in East Texas and mercury attracts lightning. Oh, and so, yeah, and so a lot, there are a lot of flat fields with no trees because at some point lightning may have hit a grove of trees okay. and turned into a field that could be planted with flowers and crops and Everything vegetables else. things. So yeah. it was meant to be that those areas would have an attraction to lightning if that, that area needed to be clear. Yeah. yeah. So we learned that one, too.
0: <laughs> wow. And uh, any plans to, to build another
1: cabin in the woods of
0: East Texas?
1: <laughs> well, we, we are trying to figure out where we actually want to land now. We moved back to Dallas from North Carolina because I had some health issues that I needed to address. And now um, Dallas, the city, is just not... Um, Dallas, the city, is growing by leaps and bounds, and that's great for the city. But we got used to a slower pace. We got used to four seasons. Mm-hmm. We got used to um, just when we could walk out our front door, and twenty minutes from our front door, we could take a choice of fifty, fifty-five, 50, zero 50 different waterfall hikes that we could go on. And that was North Carolina. Carolina. That was North Carolina. Yeah. So we're actually looking at, now that I seem to have all my health issues handled, we are looking at going back to North Carolina, either part of the year, getting away from Dallas, the big sizzle in the summer that Dallas is famous for, Mm -hmm. or we we find the right place. We might go back there and buy a house there full time and then come back and forth to Dallas when we want to be with our friends mm-hmm. and
0: spend mm-hmm. some
1: extra time here. So we're just in the juggle mode right now, right? Uh, trying to figure out what we might end up doing. How exciting! Yeah, it is.
0: So I noticed on your on your website that there's a couple of downloadable files that you offer. You sign up for your newsletter, and you can mm-hmm. download. Um, could you could you talk about? about those and and how they were designed or why and and how people can use
1: those yeah i'd love to well if uh, first of all signing up for the website is actually just um every week i write an article um that i think will be uplifting for people and that is free and um signing up also there is a downloadable series of daily affirmations and positivity propellers that you can also download. And the way it's the way it's been set up on the downloads is if you wanted to cut them in wallet size sizes, mm-hmm. then it's marked off on the page so you could cut them into. It's thirty one for one for every day. And you could take one of those with you, or you could laminate it in plastic if you wanted to. Okay. But those, those affirmations and positive positivity propellers for daily life uh, change all the time. So, um, so that that's free also. And I'm starting at the first of the year working with people individually on creating life plans where the life plan involves being more positive and more proactive with life. So if you've got a goal you want to reach, the positive way to do it um, would be a great a great time to work with me because I've been doing this since 2005, helping people craft positive life plans for themselves. And it's one-on-one. You know, a lot of what I'm doing is really from the heart and it's from my business experience and my life experience and... I'm not trying to set people up to like reel them in and then knock them down with some course that they have. To <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I think so many of us, part of the difficulty in being positive is that so many of us feel like we're being manipulated and, and we don't, you know, we can get excited about something and then we find out it's, well, this is, Oh, but wait. If you get the really (laughs) super human, coolie, cool deal, then it's only $47 more. But wait. Yeah. You you know, it it goes on and on and on. And before you know it, you spend hundreds of dollars and you feel like an idiot. And then what they have to say is not anything new at all. Nothing. Yeah. I know a lot of
0: uh, coaches and uh, consultants have tried to talk me into um you know putting some of my hypnotherapy programs out there like that. And I'm said, I'm just not interested in playing that game. It's well, if someone wants not, to work one on one with me, then then here it is. I don't want to have to manage that or figure out well, the strategy. It's not
1: right. My my life is about making a difference based on the things that I have learned that that have sometimes knocked me back. And other times when I put effort that I didn't really, that I hadn't planned on the front end, but I sort of let life lead me along. Mm. And then I ended up finding out more about myself and finding a different path to the kind of success that I wanted than than if I had done some prescribed course. And so when I see people who call themselves coaches, and I'm, I'm not knocking coaches, but it does seem like these days, there is a course for everyone who wants to call themselves a coach. Mm -hmm. There's a course to take. And I had a successful entrepreneurial career. And then I went back to the seminary and learned all about religions of the world and how they influence cultures in the world. And I got a special designation in pastoral care and counseling. So, you know, I'm non-judgmental about how people need to get where they go and I'm experienced in my own life and I would rather work with somebody like me than somebody that's taken a class and now the class is just going to be repeated to the next person and the next person and the next Right. And it's like you, Val. Everybody you work with walks in with a different life story. Yeah. And because your heart is in your work and your training it has, has enlivened your heart for your work, then everybody gets a different part of what you know intuitively is going to work for them. Right. and You and can't step so, and repeat so, that. Yeah. And you just you can't put that in a cookie cutter. You just can't. Mm -hmm. So, and I love the people I work with. I have loved every single one and every single one of their stories. And we're really just on this path together to get them where they want to go without judgment, without judgment, and with all encouragement and, and unvarnished truth. I mean, sometimes they'll... Things from me that they don't necessarily want to hear, but they know I love them, and they most of the time I think I'm very trusted by my clients, and and they trust me. How mm-hmm. often do you really want somebody to tell, like, just tell you the truth so you yes. can get on with your life? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that's the whole positive on purpose. If you go to the website, you can reach out to me. Also, if you want to work with me privately, you can just email me. I don't even have a section on my website that says, sign up for my course. Yeah, good. (laughs) That'd be a huge turn
0: off.
1: It is to me, so So, I don't want to turn other people off. (laughs)
0: Tell me about um, a typical client for you. Who's your ideal
1: client? Typically, I've worked with women and I've worked with women who are, who have been high achieving, often um, hard on themselves, um, sometimes leaning more toward perfectionism where they like, they feel kind of in, they've put themselves in their own box of success and they're ready for some freedom to feel more truly empowered, empowered like from the heart center, not so much about mm. what they think they need to do. Um, and I work. It's interesting. I work with what I call two different groups of women. One group I call the aspirationals, and they're the young women, I'd say between 35 and maybe late 40s. And there, they have all the boxes that they're still trying to check. They they want to have careers. They They want to um, establish themselves in a career. They want to be married. They want to be great moms. They want to look like a million bucks. They want to live in a really nice house. They, they're just go, 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 go. And they're super hard on themselves. And their big fear is in the midst of all this, they're losing who they at one time thought they were. And, and they're checking all the boxes. So, so how do you get, how do you create a box for yourself that you get Mm. to check Mm -hmm. in that that age? And then really women from sort of menopause into their 70s, um, I call them the inspirationals because they've checked all the boxes and now they don't have boxes left to check and the kids have left and they've put themselves on hold for so long that there's a part of them that's a little bit angry and a part of them that's a little bit sad and a part of them that's a little bit lonely and that's still got an umbrella of I want to be me, I want to still accomplish things, I want to be respected by myself and other people, I want to explore new things, I want to use my wisdom for something brand new and that's a completely different set of dynamics and some of them have been high-level career people. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have done the traditional path of being wife and mother and maybe go back to school, but um, want to utilize all their life experience into something brand new and more meaningful.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, that's everybody, really. <laughs> somebody, somebody described me as someone who, or actually it was a client, she said, Well, you've worked with me with my whiskers on my chin and my wealth management. So, (laughs) you know, when you you need what you need, you need it now, right?
0: I can hear, not really, but a lot of my listeners probably just saying, yes, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, you were hitting a lot of points. And I believe, you know, for me, when I was running the ad agency, to make that jump from being hypnotherapist um, was really hard to slow down. You know, someone described me as a type A Zen, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, because
0: I still wanted to get everything done, you know. Um, And And
1: there's so many deadlines
0: always, you know. Right.
1: And I think when you really have um, a buoyant life force, when you're full of life and you want to live it to the fullest, I think sometimes we can exhaust ourselves because we're going and hard charging. And I think the the ability to dial it to a different station, and I don't even say dial it back. I'm saying just dial it to a different station. Learning yeah, how dial to dial it, it. back is like let it go. That doesn't work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dialing it back is like to me. It's like somebody's <laughs> finger in my face. It's like, you know, it feels that's so judgy. Yeah
0: yeah that's what uh, hiking became for me you know about twenty years ago was mm-hmm. a way to escape um everything that was going on and just get out into the woods and um in Texas, there's not a lot of real woods i mean they they're, they're year, early growth, you know 20 thirty year old trees, that's cedar right. trees mm-hmm. and um elm trees. but still being out there, uh, as Wayne Dyer says, you know nature has intention built into it and yeah, you just have to step into that absolutely. and feel feel the uh, the relaxation the natural order of things and it really does help our our bodies and our minds to relax it's you know so much easier than sitting meditation you know?
1: well i i agree i think there there's some parks near where we live now and on a day when i'm feeling kind of like um, well i don't know if you believe this but it seems like since covid in particular That plan A has actually become the cosmic joke. That, you know, whatever you plan is going to get unplanned for you. And you can feel like you're not really the master of your own life a lot of the time. And you're having to live with mandates that somebody else has no about your life. And and I I think you and I've talked about this in the past. And that is the absolute most heinous punishment. That a criminal can get is twenty-four hour isolation, right? And, here, and then, like, what have we been doing? Right. What were we mandated to do? And so, on those days when I'm feeling kind of lonely and frustrated, and in, and in that plan A didn't work, plan B, C, D, and E hadn't worked either. There's a park, a couple of parks near me, where I have identified the bench that I need to just go sit on. Yes, and and I take my phone for security in the neighborhood, but I leave my phone in my little bag and I I just sit on the bench, it, yeah. soak it in. Wonderful.
0: Um I want to go back to what you said in the very beginning um, that transformations happen when we least expect it. And the reason I want to talk a little more about that is that okay. in hypnotherapy that's the power that is that's the powerful changes that occur in, in hypnotherapy because they're not ex- the client is not expecting yeah what i like I'm, seeing- what i'm suggesting to them so it uh-huh. catches them off guard and it also you know, I know one of the ways the subconscious becomes imprinted with concept is is that we are caught off guard. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could have easily um, had a lot of negative thoughts and emotions and responses to all these situations that you, there's countless ones that I know, <laughs> negative experiences, yeah. or just experiences. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, the subconscious mind is like a sponge and can absorb. And that is why you know, you said we're wired for negativity and that is why it's so prevalent. Um, you, you know, there's so many negative occurrences in our lives and we just choose to see them that way. We choose to stay in that and the subconscious gets very used to that and mm-hmm. so it becomes very difficult to break out of that. And, and it's something like that sunrise where you you were emotional, you were angry. That's an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so you were caught off guard. And that was like the opening, like that little ray of light coming in through the window. That was your opening to, you know, everything. And, and that's, I mean, why, that's right. why it
1: got in there and had such an mm-hmm. effect. So here's what I know. the The trip that I was on, that I came home exhausted from, That trip was for me to have a three-day weekend where I was looking deeply into what I felt was missing in my life and what I thought would fill it. Wow. (laughs) And so... So I came home exhausted because I was emotionally exhausted from the trip. And I came home frustrated, actually. Because you didn't know. Because I came home still not knowing. I came home and I didn't get the fix. Mm. I didn't come home with the prescription that would propel my life forward. And so there I was. I came home, my flight was late, babies were crying on the plane, you know, sort of like everything. And they're not the- your babies. Right, no, <laughs> thank God. Um, more power to people than have babies, all I have to say. <laughs> Precious things. And so I came home from the trip, honestly feeling sort of sad, sort of emotionally gutted in a way. And and all I could think of was I at least I have a day to just sort of wind down and then wind myself back into my regular life. I'll figure this out later. Mm-hmm. And so then this beam of light, the beam of light that was so irritating to me in the moment. Well, you could get a good metaphor going there, couldn't sure. you? Sure. That I had asked for a path. on the road to Damascus. (laughs) Yes, and I had asked for, you know, the steps that I would need to take to transform my life in some neat little picture. I had asked for all of that and Mm -hmm. felt like I hadn't gotten it and came home exhausted and I'd paid for this seminar and all these big guru people were supposed to tell me what to do and they were like, "Uh, you know, good (laughs) luck, (laughs) So. So the transformation took place because I had asked for it. Yes, right. But it came to me in a completely different package. Right. In a completely different way than would I have ever said, okay, I want to be tired and frustrated. I want to, you know, be blinded by this light in the bedroom that, you know, spent all this money on curtains and they still don't close together. I mean, you know, I, the way it came to me, the package that it came in was transformative because I had given up, I had surrendered how I needed to figure it out. Consciously. Right. Right. Yeah. So,
0: and and I think that's what happens in hypnosis too. People leave the session. They're not sure that anything's happened. And then they come back the following week and I ask, you know, what they've noticed. Well, nothing, you know, really, I guess everything's really going pretty good. Oh, but I wrote a book and I um, start, quit my job and started a new one. (laughs) Yeah, but really nothing, nothing much. Nothing really much happened. Because, you know, your subconscious does take, If you ask your subconscious, when you ask your subconscious a question, like, what would it take for me to go to the next level of my career? Mm -hmm. What would it take for me to, um, your mind will sort that out and Mm -hmm. give you that through an inspiration, through nature, through a dream. And so, you know, when you went to that seminar, I think they probably did you know, whether the gurus there helped, you know, plant the seed, mm-hmm. but your unconscious was working on it. And, um, you know, that's why nature, the drug of choice, that's why being in nature is like being in hypnosis. It's like it access really is to the creativity, access to your unconscious, you know, mm-hmm. there's really no other way to do it. So hiking and being in nature
1: are vitally important and I think the other thing about being in nature is understanding that every everything in nature is working perfectly. It yeah. is working in harmony, although it looks like cacophony. It is working in utter harmony. And there is this natural order that has worked for thousands of years the sun comes up the sun goes down i mean yeah what do we have to do with that the tides go out the tides come in we don't have anything to do with that yeah and i i think that i think to ask ask and ye shall receive but you're not going to receive it in the way you expect right the 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 receiving is possible but the package is going to be something so completely unexpected and we have to trust and anticipate that we will get our answers when we allow this magnificent universe to play out within us. You, you said the word I was just thinking about, allowing. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we want, we want, we want, we want, but our unconscious. Parts of us, beliefs, considerations, judgments sometimes don't allow um, someone that's asking for large amounts of money. You know, they're really not allowing it because if they did that, money's evil. You know, they're going against their mm-hmm. religious beliefs, they're going against their mm-hmm. culture. Um, so the allowing uh, of it is another important component. Mm-hmm. But you I mean, can't yeah. just tell people. Oh, just
1: allow it to happen either. <laughs> oh, really? There's a three lot of fingers inner work. Down <laughs> the, three fingers down the throat. Okay. okay so really. let's see.
0: Allow it to happen.
1: Let mm-hmm. it go. And that, yeah, that's the not the same thing. Oh, go with the flow. Uh, yeah. Uh, let it go. Um, go with the flow. I, I know seek I had the flow center, in, on but. This one, but like, seek answers from the universe. it's like oh shut up
0: (laughs) because you know all the answers are within us and you know all a lot of people will say well I was going to come to help hypnotherapy but I'm doing ketamine instead or I'm going to do I'm going to ayahuasca or I'm going to get back on my antidepressants. And I said, you're just seeking something from the outside. And if you could just be brave enough, vulnerable enough, courageous enough, we can get to that thing. That reason why, you know, you're having this experience and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It, it can be hard work. You know, it's uncomfortable. Um,
1: well, it, you know, it, self-sabotage it really, keeps in all the time. The thing that I think is so interesting is, we look for a quick fix and the quick fix is something that we pay for and we go to doctors for and we get prescribed and and it is the mental way of living yeah it's the mental way of living it's not the organic way of living the organic way of living i'll give you a down-to-earth example the organic way of living is when you are looking for something in your house and you've placed you've misplaced it somewhere and you have turned the house upside down looking for it and when you finally say you know what i can I, I can't look one more spot <laughs> well you know uh, while you're brushing your teeth before you go to bed at night the spot the shelf and the corner that it's on when you have surrendered yeah. And you said, well, it will come to me. It will come to us. And there, the thing is that you spent five hours hissing and spinning. Yes. yes. fine. And there it is. That happens all the time. And so you start to learn this dynamic that lives in us and will protect us and propel us into. Exactly what we need. I mean, it's a trust.
0: You sure do like a lot of P words.
1: I do. Protect
0: and propel, positive pops, positive purpose. Just And that is her real name. (laughs) That is her real
1: name. (laughs) My parents had a sense of humor. Gosh. uh you know, I think I've told you that often when I've gone to some party where people are a bit nervous but it's one of these networking things or it's a wedding reception or something people are introducing one another and maybe there's a drink or two involved well so i I'd, I'd I'd like to inter uh, have you met Pebby pecker and <laughs> I mean, I have heard this my whole Say it three times. Time, really. And, of say course, everyone is that. horrified. <laughs> and I will say, a name like Peggy Pepper is maybe hard to say, but hopefully it's also hard to forget. <laughs> I think
0: so. This has been delightful. I've enjoyed so our, our conversation very much. We could talk for hours.
1: Yes. Isn't life fascinating? It's yeah. so frustrating and so fascinating. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> so I'll put the link to your, your web so people can join your email list, get your delightful and uplifting and informative articles, and reach out to you should okay. there be any you know people who are aspirational and or inspirational, inspirational or yeah. who are
1: not mm-hmm. <laughs> and need some help sorting yeah out. So. yeah I would love that that would be great it's, I'm looking forward to doing more of that in the new year I've got clients that um right now that I worked with several years ago and they found out I was back in Dallas and oh. rather than rather right. than doing zoom they right. opted they didn't to see me in person so yes. oh, i like in person so much better so yeah, study yeah. so anyway yes. this has been great Thank you, Peggy Pepper. I love what you're doing. Love it, love (laughs) it, love it. Love Love you too. Take good care. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.